This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And, uh, Matt, I just want to remind everybody that the uh, Hall of Honor voting is yeah. still uh, open. That runs through April 9th, so you're running out of time if you haven't done that. Uh, you can go to Steelers.com or go to the Steelers uh, mobile app to uh, get your votes in for the Hall of Honor class. and uh, Get on that. Yeah, you better get on that quickly. Great candidates. Yeah, a lot of great candidates. And, um, you know, I you can't have any complaints if you don't vote. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, People, right. I get, yeah, I get yeah. the stuff all the time. Well, why didn't this guy make it? Why didn't that guy? Well, you got to say it. You got to, yeah. you know, the Step first couple of years they didn't do this, but now they're doing this. You have an opportunity here. Yeah. To, if you're to, a favorite player or somebody yeah. you want to see get that honor, jump on it. Absolutely, yeah. get and on there and all, do that. Not all of them are players either. Yeah. It just so. about another week uh, that is open, so get on there and do that. Cool. Uh, Very as cool. soon as possible. Um, just one other little uh, uh, note uh, that I saw over the weekend. Did you see the, the the one proposal that would allow teams or allow players to wear single digit numbers who aren't quarterbacks? No, or kickers, I didn't see that. that so something they, about position specific helmets. I saw it. Yeah, there's, they're they're yeah. spreading out. They want to spread the, the numbers out a little bit more because okay. with the expanded rosters. This leads into the Hall of Honor stuff because the Steelers don't have a lot of, have a lot of retired numbers. numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have some numbers that they don't give out. You don't get 75. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it, it would allow for, you know, to expand that. You, you know, you, I bet it is a, a bit of a numbers crunch for the. I, yeah. I, was, I think the Chiefs put it out there. The, the Chiefs, I think, uh, put the proposal out there. Because at one point last year they had three number thirties on their roster because they've <laughs> they've got the same situation they've got okay. some retired numbers and some numbers that they don't give out yeah and a lot of you know in the thirties th- I mean you had sixty nine players on your roster last year and you know okay tight ends presumably. can only be between forty and fifty or forty and forty nine or eighty to eighty nine yeah and What's... what if you have four of those retired or yeah you know right 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 interesting so you said single digits you could have said like Joe Hayden I think were. Two in high, in college, he wore some sort of single. It was a single digit, that, yeah. Right, I think he could go Florida. back to then wearing his single digit number if he because wanted. Because he didn't college, or could well, anybody? That, do it? Anybody could. Do oh, okay. It. Yeah. I was say okay. So a couple positions could then be the single digit. I think anybody. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Cam Hayward could be two. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of fun, though. <laughs> They'll sell more jerseys too. By the yeah, way. Yeah, that's, oh, that's the other the part way. of yeah. it. But I, you know, I get it in terms of it makes it a little simpler for the officials. Yeah, but it's not that hard. It's not, yeah. Like, right, right, if right. somebody's entering the game and they're going to line up as a tight end, mm-hmm. you know, there's a good chance, okay, again, J.J. Watts lined up at tight end, tackle eligible, that kind of stuff. We've seen Zach Banner do it. Yeah. Well, you've got a 72 lining up a tight end. Essentially, he's a tight end on that play. He's a tight end on that play. He's the fourth guy from the ball. You yeah. Know, right, yeah. So. Hey, I mean, I, I'm i fine with it. i got no qualms with it I think it'll all. be fun. And yeah, right, again, right, right. Get some, uh, you know, guys. I, honestly, with with some of the stuff that you've seen in college, of you know, we see kickers with ninety eight and things of that nature. Oh yeah, or there's those traditions. I was at Michigan. You get number one. I mean, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some. It's an honor. Could cause some bad. Like guys, would, I I was one in college. Well, I'm one. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I'm cool with it. Yeah, it'll be odd to see 
an offensive lineman with eight or something. I think they would probably, they probably stick with their because they're the eligibility thing. I bet the offensive linemen are. Yeah, and, and most of them wear the big numbers in college, anyways. Or mm-hmm. not? You don't see too many offensive linemen wearing a one. No, but I guess zero through tens aren't used that much. There's some spots there on teams. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, unless you're going to go to triple digits. Because remember, there were 69 yeah. guys on the roster last year. Yeah, right, right, right. And even with the reduced, I mean, the you 80s know, get full quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, it's, yeah. and the linemen numbers too. I mean, there's not there's a lot of bodies that fill in a couple spots. Um, now with this year, I haven't heard yet what the league's going to do. I don't think that they're going to do the expanded rosters like they did last year. Okay. I've been asked about this on my chats uh, on DK. That's still to be determined, right? Same still, yeah. They're not going to they're not going to determine that until they have to. Mm-hmm. But if you remember when they passed the new CBA last year, yeah, the it's practice still bigger than it was a couple years. Yeah, ago. the practice yeah. squads are now twelve players, and you can go to fifty-five on game days. Right, right, right. So you're and I that's mean, before anybody knew what COVID yeah. even was. So you got so sixty yeah. sixty-five guys on your roster. Yeah, it fills up quick. It fills up quick. It's really like college, you know, especially if you have ten or twelve numbers that they can't have. <laughs> right, and the Steelers have a lot of them. You can't. Yeah. Have. You're not getting twelve. You're not getting seventy-five. You're not right. Yeah, right. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about here. Um, not really a lot of NFL news over the weekend. It was Easter. No, it's starting to be the slow time. It's Easter weekend. Things are starting to slow yeah. down a little bit. We're into April now. We're into draft month. And pretty soon they're going to be hunkered down in their war rooms too. Oh yeah, it's know. that time. Yeah, like this week yeah. is the last of, or the last of the pro days. Right. All the information's in. Yeah. It's time to build a board. They'll have their uh, their medical combine at some point where they'll bring guys back for the yeah. That's soon. I think it might even yeah. be this week. Could I, be. I have to yeah. Double check that. Yeah. Um, I thought it was closer to the. I think it's more. I wanted to say April 18th, something along those that lines. That make more sense. Yeah, you know, a little the closer to the draft. of the world yeah. and those type of guys that need as much time as they can. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Mark Sessler on NFL.com put out a uh, what he's calling the AFC North roster reset. He said it's a three-horse race at the top of the division. Okay. A lot of Steeler fans don't seem to think that. No, they don't. Because he's not talking about the Bengals here, folks. No, I don't think he's talking about the Bengals. <laughs> and I think the Bengals have a chance to be improved. I think they're better, but yeah, they're yeah. not ready to compete with the with the No, Ravens. I think they're pretty clearly fourth. Yeah. And under, Ravens, Steelers, and Browns. They're not there yet. Even the most optimistic Bengals fan would probably tell you that. Okay, so we're going to run just run down them here in the order that he has them here. It's alphabetical. Okay. Uh, so the Baltimore Ravens were 11-5 in 2020. He has their big. And I know we have some like Vegas win totals out there available yeah, too. Yeah. I think they're first on Vegas win totals, at least opening lines, and they're seventeen games. I bet the under on them. I don't know that I would put. I don't. I don't know, know what the numbers are, but I could see that. Yeah, if you look at what they've added, and what they what they've lost here, uh, he's their biggest off season addition was Kevin Zeitler. Hundred percent agree. Absolutely. And we said one year ago, boy. Yonda's going to be tough to replace, and they never replaced him. Yeah. And I'm not saying Zeitler's Yonda, but he's a professional. He's, yeah, he's guard. better than what they ran out there Heck last yeah. year. Biggest loss, Matthew Judon. Okay, I guess we have to pick one guy. Yeah. I mean, you, you couple that with Nadokwe yeah. and you know, all the so edge guys. So you've lost your two best edge guys. Mm-hmm. You didn't replace either one of them. No, they did not. Uh, so he is their top draft priority is being an edge, edge rusher. I tend to agree. Most people but seem to mock a also says there, about yeah. this. Baltimore has a problem if right tackle Orlando Brown wins his battle to be traded away. That's absolutely true. They need a receiver, too, even after uh, signing Sammy Watkins. No position group is more paper-thin, though, than the club's collection of pass rushers. Without question. Yeah, thin is the word there. Yeah. Right. Uh, Because right now their guys are Tyus Bowser, Pernell McPhee, and Jalen Ferguson, who combined for seven sacks in 2020. That's a problem. was a nice little redemption guy to bring back. That's a Steeler-like move that if we were – 
uh, they may think more highly of him than everybody else. Yeah, you know, if this is the Ravens, you know, Nation Radio would probably be like Bowser's pretty good. But McPhee's but one of these guys that's been bounced oh, around yeah. a little He's bit. Had a He's lot just of injuries a guy. Too. Yeah. Ferguson was a guy. I think he was a second round draft pick. A yeah, few years ago. highly productive in college, but hasn't, tested really poorly, yeah. and you know hasn't done much in the NFL level yet. Yeah. But that group had seven total sacks in 2020. Well, that makes sense. That's, makes sense. That's a bit of a problem. It's certainly a need. Yeah. Um, we do know that traditionally they'll blitz to generate pressure and trust the back end. So they might value it as a little bit less need than it looks on paper, you know. But, but it's nice to have some guys that can win on their own. Right. I mean, having Judon and Ndokwe and those guys was useful. Yeah. Because, no I mean, that. you've still got Calais Campbell there, but he's now 35. Right, right, right. I don't uh, think he's a spot player at this point. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I mean, some of their big guys are good players. They're not great pass rushers, yeah. though. Um, some final thoughts here. Uh, he says, it says something when Juju Smith-Schuster and T.Y. Hilton apparently took less money to play somewhere other than Baltimore. <laughs> right. Like, I kind of rolled my eyes a little when I heard the Juju thing. I'm like, that's good PR, Juju. But yeah. when you hear from several sources, several players, like, and it makes sense. I, yeah. I don't want to play there and not get you go there the and ball. block. Right. You know, right. want to sign a one-year deal, be, uh, catch 25 passes, and yeah. – Hit the free agent market again. Wants to block? Yeah. <laughs> no. He's tiny, yeah. Um, he does – they did make this move, and we haven't talked much about this, but they uh, made the trade with Jacksonville for Josh Oliver. Oh, he did the, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, now, he's missed 28 games in two years. Played in zero last year. Yeah. Right. But he's getting to that tight end age where, mm-hmm. you know, you, you start to expect something. I, I just don't know what to expect from him. He was a I – mean, He's he not to be the one. A reasonably – Touted guy coming out of uh, yeah. what was it, San Jose State? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, um, it's interesting. I, I think our listeners know I play a lot of Dynasty fantasy, yeah. and he's a guy I've been kind of stashing. You know, I thought last year they didn't bring in much competition. I thought he might be an impact player for Jacksonville. So he has talent. Yeah. And again, he's been around the league a little while. And he's a taller fantasy. tight end to you yeah, know, yeah, get down the field. Um, That's a good pickup. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Uh, he said the worst-case scenario for Baltimore would be moving Orlando Brown only to discover stalwart left tackle Ronnie Stanley isn't ready for the opener after having multiple ankle surgeries. I wasn't aware I that he had multiple that ankle surgeries. Wow. So I wonder if there were some there were some issues in there. That's a little um, hairy. I mean, obviously they'll know better than us, and if they hold on to Brown, that might tell us something about Stanley. Yeah. Correct. I'm not sure if you know this or not either. I just don't have it. I think Brown's a free agent after this year too. Let's see. He was at the Combine. I can't remember what year he's in. Is this his third season or is this his fourth? That's a good question. I think this is year three for him. Okay, so they at least have one more, which is better for them in terms of if they trade him, they'll get more back for him, obviously, now than if if he's a lame duck. But I would I would think any team that trades for him is going to extend him or at least look for him as a long-term solution at left tackle. That, that, that whole situation. No, no, he, was a, he was a third-round pick in 2018, so 18, 19, 20. So this is four Yeah, okay. I, I thought that was true. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like he's been in the league that long. Yeah. but So, uh, wow. I mean, so even so, if you keep him, what's the chances he's going to sign a long-term deal with you? You only get him for one more year. They, so tackle's a need. Right, yeah. Tackle's a need. And they do bring up the possibility, um, and, he, and he says this is a uh, intriguing but unfounded rumor that the Brown – uh, or the Ravens could trade Brown to Chicago for Allen Robinson. Wow. I mean, I guess you'd have to make the cap space fit and all that. That's the thing. Baltimore would have to clear some cap space mm-hmm. to make that happen. Um, kind of adds up. 
if you're Robinson though, are you are you gonna be happy about that? No, I'm not sure I'd do it from the Browns or from the Bears either. Yeah, I, I think Robinson's worth more than Brown with one year left. I think on so deal. too. Yeah, I mean a franchise guy versus one year left on your deal. They both have one both one year guys. You'd be renting them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I could see the Colts making an offer for Brown. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, they haven't done much at that level. But if you're the Ravens, do you trade him to the Colts? You don't love that. You don't love it. Yeah. No. Uh, let's move on to the Bengals. Is their biggest addition is Trey Hendrickson? I guess because his their biggest loss is, is Carl loss. Lawson. Right, but that's a net loss. <laughs> that's a net loss because I think yeah. Lawson's a better player than Hendrickson, and I, he acknowledges that. He's you know he yeah, says yeah, that, yeah. Um, that that quite frankly Lawson's probably the better player without question. I would much especially Lawson signed for a little more, and I don't know if Lawson wanted to be a Bengal or not, but I'd much rather have Lawson at his price than Hendrickson at his price. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's their top draft priority. This is interesting. As a wide receiver. I sort of see that. I mean, I think line is the obvious one. But I, I think, think line and two... linebacker are Yeah, but needs. I think it's going to be a pass catcher probably before Sewell when it's all said and done. I think Pitts or Chase is going to end up. See, I think that's day. a mistake. I don't know. This draft, is, this draft is so deep. Look where you got you got T. Higgins last year in the second round. I think Boyd was a third or Boyd was a two, Boyd right? was a yeah, late was two, a second, or, late yeah, second or something. I mean, so your top two guys are second mm-hmm. round, you know, aren't first round draft picks. Do you really need to go get that guy? I, know, I think Pitts and Chase are at least as good at their position as Sewell. But you're not. I don't know that you know. If you're the maybe you can get a I guy. Mean, the second round tackles are good too. That, that's round, true. Maybe get, I, I maybe get Landon that. Dickerson in the second round too. You but know? that also doesn't get you the linebacker that you might. Oh, I don't think they're going to get the linebacker. Yeah, I think it's going to be receiver. I think you'd worry about Burrow and you know deal with the linebacker down the road, which you know, maybe is another third round guy you throw at the mix. Their linebackers are terrible. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I, I don't disagree with you. Their linebackers are terrible. It's just if you're not contending this year, make Burrow as comfortable as possible with either. O line, then pass catcher, or pass catcher, then O line. Yeah, um, this is an interesting thing that he, probably get their choice. Interesting thing that he brings up he says, "Are the Bengals open to trading out of the five spot?" See, it's funny. I was talking. They about They might this be in a my... great position to do so, especially if four quarterbacks go with the or if quarterbacks go with the first right. four picks. I had a good conversation with this on my podcast today. So we know three quarterbacks go in the top three, especially if Mac Jones goes three. That four spot gets really alluring either for Atlanta to take Lance or Fields or to listen to Denver or New England or whoever. But they probably won't do a deal with Carolina because they're in the division. Right. So, therefore, there's a really good chance top four are quarterbacks, especially if Mac Jones goes three. Because I don't know if people are going to trade up for Mac Jones. Probably not, not, yeah. The Niners, you know yeah. what I mean? And then, since he sits there at five going, we can pick from Sewell, Chase, Pitts, and then Carolina's the obvious one at eight. If I'm Carolina going, we got shut out of the top four. We got to make a move up or we're going to get stuck with Teddy Bridgewater. Again. Right. And Mac Jones is already gone. I still have Fields or Lance available. Yeah. Cincy, I'll give you a lot to go from eight to five. Right. And Cincy still gets one of their three. You know, they still get, I mean, they're still, it's just kind of like the, the, the Dolphins situation. You move back, but you don't lose anything. Right. You know, because quarterbacks are falling. But in that crazy. situation, then you might get Sewell. You might, it'll be determined for right. you. Yeah, but it'll be, it'll be, but picked, so what? it'll be made for you. Yeah. Right. And you'll pick up Brian Burns or first, yeah. future first or something. I, I kind of like that situation. But that team's so reluctant to trade. 
Yeah, Mike Brown is pretty right. Close, plays things pretty close to the vest. I mean, for their sake, I hope they. I mean, he might still be drafting out of the street to Smiths for all I know. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> right. I hope they're smart enough to be open to that to move to eight, maybe. Yeah. Now, here's, this is an interesting note that he has here. He says Mike Hilton's coming off of a down campaign, but I like the signing. I don't know. I didn't campaign. see it was a down year for down. for Hilton. So Hilton's is an athletic, pesky slot who needs to f- he ne- who fills a need. I don't know that he's super athletic, though, either. He's pesky and he fills he's a need. He's pesky and he fills a need, but I don't know that he's super athletic. Um, yeah, quite evaluate. Yeah. Agree with the Hilton evaluation. Yeah. I didn't realize this either. This is an interesting note on the Bengals. They're spending $15.9 million on their running back room. That's the most in the league. Yeah, Mixon's one of those big contracts. Mixon, and they re-signed Samaje Pirine to a decent deal. Yeah. Uh, Bernard's making a, a decent money. I don't think Bernard's going to be a Bengal this year. Yeah. Um, but who's going to trade for Giovanni no, Bernard? No. Yeah. I mean, that's the short-sighted. You hear these rumors that Gio's on the trade block. Who's going to trade for him? Right. I, maybe I'd give you a seventh-round pick, but not at his well, age he's, he's, and his expense. He's probably making $3 million base salary, right. you know. So you cut him, and him. he may be somewhere else. Yeah. Um, I think it's an interesting conversation with them. William Jackson, to me, is a really good player, and he's maybe as big a loss as Lawson. But I think there is an argument. Would you rather have Hilton and Awuzier or Jackson? Because it's kind of a two-for-one. Yeah. So yeah. that might be an even swap when you add those two up because they're going to play a lot more snaps than Jackson would have. Right. You know, right. combined. Um, he also says the the Bengals' defense welcomes back uh, nose tackle DJ Reader. Good and point. cornerback Trey Waynes, who played a combined five games in 2020. Right. That was wow. two of their big, you all know, off-season signings. Yeah. yeah. Wow, they're finally spending on free agents, and they all get hurt. Yeah. Uh, that's That's rough. A little bit of bad luck for them, too. Obviously, the Burrow injury didn't help things either. Yeah. One final note. Zach Taylor uh, is 6-25-1 in his two years as a head coach. That's very Hugh Jackson-like. Pretty Hugh Jackson-like. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's undeniable. I mean, it's, it's, I'm not sure Lombardi gets him much better or Belichick, yeah. but it's still the truth. I mean, if they start off slowly again this year, let's say they lose their first four or five games. Oh, it's hot. Is he in trouble? I mean, yeah. all of a sudden now you're 6-30. and 30. I mean, I know that, uh, yeah. again, Mike Brown's not a guy who will. He's not going to be hasty he, and doesn't want to yeah, pay two coaches. Because he's, yeah, he's right. not going to want to pay somebody else. And I don't know that they have anybody else on their coaching staff, because it's a young staff. Right. That would be able to step in and sit and take the take over the reins. So he probably gets the year. I, I think he gets the year. But this is a big year for them. But it's, it's crossroads. And time. they're still the fourth best team in the division. Yeah, no matter which way you cut it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they're in a tough spot. I mean, what's what could improve and still get to six and eleven, and you're still, does that save his job? I mean, maybe there. Yeah, you know, uh, Cleveland, everybody's darling this offseason. Yeah, they are. Uh, biggest addition, uh, John Johnson. He gives a slight edge over Troy Hill. He signed a couple of Rams secondary yeah. players. I think Johnson's a better player than Hill. Yeah, but they're um, both good. You add that in there, you got Denzel Ward, safety Grant Delpit coming back, although you don't know what Delpit is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greedy Jackson, you don't know so what Jackson he is. Jackson and Delpit are kind of in that yeah. same mold, one year apart from LSU. And quite frankly, if if Greedy Hill or Greedy Jackson. Greedy or Hill? Greedy Williams. Greedy Williams. Greedy, we, we call him Greedy Jackson, too. He's yeah. Greedy Williams. Greedy, yeah. If Greedy Williams um, is back this year, is he guaranteed a starting spot? I don't think so. Because they just signed Troy Hill. Wouldn't shock me if they draft a third round corner too. Yeah. You know. I mean, who's your nickel? Who's your who's your slot guy? Hill. Okay. Hill's the slot. I mean, I think ideally is Ward, Greedy, Hill's the slot. 
But Hill could also play outside. Right. And Hill's kind of their Sutton in yeah. this situation. I mean, if Greedy's not stepping up, we'll see. But so it's not a bad spot to Two be years in. ago, Greedy wasn't good. No, no. And a lot of people thought of him as a top 10 pick. He falls the second round. Because he won't tackle, tackle anybody. Tackle. <laughs> he's long and athletic and thinks he's better than he is. Yeah. But, I mean, him and Delpit, if one of them hit, they're in pretty good shape. Right. You know, they got some high. High talented guys are big school. Yeah, uh, their biggest loss, Olivier Vernon. Yeah, I suppose, but he hasn't signed anywhere, and nobody's banging. Well, he's, he's, he's hurt, a right? torn Achilles. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's their biggest need right now right. is finding his replacement. And, and he notes that I mean, Vernon had eight, nine sacks and fourteen quarterback hits over Cleveland's last or over the final eight games that he played. Hmm. He was playing better than Miles Garrett at that point. Yeah, I guess he was. I mean, uh, Garrett. He was, wasn't the same. The wasn't the same. After that. There yeah. was COVID and other injuries and whatnot. And yeah. I'm not worried about Garrett. And um, he notes yeah, Vernon's a good player. He notes that as we've noted, Tack McKinley is not a replacement. No, no. I think <laughs> Tack's. I was shocked that they were so aggressive to go get him. They must have liked him coming out of UCLA or, or whatever. They gave him money. I mean, they gave him decent money. Four million dollars isn't uh, you know. Ed dressers aren't cheap, but I think he's ideally a third. Yeah, yeah. I think their first round picks would be an edge rusher. And where um, they pick, it sets up pretty well. It'll yeah. be a, a, a pay or one of the Miami guys or somebody like that. Oh, uh, or you know, one of those dudes. I don't know if that – like, I, I just – I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. because the way that they play in their defense, it's kind of weird. because You know, if you look at Garrett, he's different than everybody else on on their, their defensive line like in terms of, okay, he's yeah. – He's not. A, he's not. He's not an edge like T.J. Watson edge. No, I think they, unlike the Steelers, and again these lines are much blurrier than they used to be. I think they're much more of a traditional four-three front right. with their, you know, with their four. You know that they want somebody that plays like Garrett. Like if I was in charge of Cleveland, he happens to be my favorite edge guy, anyways. But I would want Jalen Phillips. You know that would be my home yeah. run pick yeah. if I'm picking for Cleveland. Their D tackles could use a guy too. Yeah, I mean they lost Ogan Joby. Yeah, um, he's played a lot of snaps for them lately. They're not going to replace him in the draft. I forget who they drafted last year on day two, the defensive tackle. Oh, they did the, take the Missouri one. kid. Yeah, that maybe he takes a step up, but they should do that again maybe in the yeah. third round. The Missouri guys just don't seem to work out all that well in the pros. It's different world. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would think it's a defensive draft. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts. Are we too high on the Browns? Last year's storybook campaign offered hope for the future because Kevin Stefanski in front office, uh, Jim Barry, uh, did well. Expectations now shoot through the roof, but last year doesn't vibe as a fluke. Nor does Stefanski, who proved that be Cleveland's best game day coach since the team's return in 1999. I'm sure a lot of our listeners, I bet probably half our listeners feel both. Like, boy, the Browns are for real. Or... Browns need to show me something. I've been down this road to- so many times. And I, I kind of feel the same. Like, I've bit on this low-hanging fruit Expectations before. have been high right. before. I mean, the year that they signed Odell and everyone thought they were great, I thought they might be pretty darn good. And then, hey, I've been in that building and I've been a part of, and I'm a big believer that you don't become a winner overnight. But I think Stefanski's the legit deal, and he would have been my coach of the year vote. So I'm more on board that they've actually turned a corner organizationally than at any point since they've been back. Yeah. 
Um, but I'm not totally sold on Baker either. Well, that's his next point. Yeah, right, right. So Baker Mayfield will always have detractors, but he answered plenty of questions last season. Mm-hmm. For the first time in his career, he won't be changing playbooks or coaches. That's a, that's a valid point. <laughs> I mean, you think about that. I mean, he's been in the league five years this now. This will be his fifth year. Yeah, yeah, and he's had to switch something major every time except for this. I, I A year ago, I would have said, he's Kirk Cousins. He's Garoppolo. I think he's better than that. I don't think he's Josh Allen. Yeah, I don't know that he's. Know. I don't know that he's top twelve. No, but, but he's probably he's, he's not bottom twelve. No, I think he's more yeah. than a caretaker guy, though. Which brings you to the the next part of this question, uh, the looming question for for Mayfield is is he worthy of a fifth year option? Because then you yes. got then you got to pay him. You hope he's not Goff or Cousins, where you do pay him, and you're like. I could find See, this is Mac the, Jones. This in the is the problem round. for them now is is that he's not a slam dunk. He's not a slam dunk. Josh They've won Allen one is. playoff game with him, right? In his first uh, three se- or first yeah three seasons. But they're going to give him, the and extension. now they got to pay him. Yeah, you know that's the. Then you're not buyers in free agency from that point on, right? Yeah, you know, the, the world changes pretty quickly. Yeah. Now yeah, can you sustain? Because before you could just add pieces willy nilly. Because hey, oh yeah, you know we don't we cut all of our expensive old guys and, yet, yeah. or all those first round picks weren't up yet. Right, it's a different time. And is he a trucker? Yeah. Then you start giving you know? Austin Hooper eleven million dollars and things like that. that. That's the, that's, <laughs> that's done. You yeah, can't do that anymore. Done. And now you're cutting Austin Hooper the year after that. You yeah. Know? So, but this could be the year where it comes together where you don't have the the conflicts. You know, you yeah. still are buyers. The draft sets up well for you to bring in the infusion on defense. Odell returns. You already can run the ball. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, I think Mayfield's pretty good. I, I'm, I've been reluctant to say that. There's been a lot of times over his career that I didn't, and he would have been I, low on my list. I thought he had a pretty good year. I think there are times when he looks really good, and there he's still, too, he's still a little more erratic than you would like mm-hmm. out of your starting quarter. There are times when he looks like, Oh my God! What was he doing there? Oh, yeah. like the, the, the I first, mean, he has a turnover history. The first game against the Steelers last year, remember they knocked him out of that game, and, bad, and bad it, he played awful in that game. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I don't think he's out of the woods on those. No, I think if you no. hit him and, and do those kind of things to him, mm-hmm. he will struggle. Well, that's see, everyone looks at their offseason a year ago, and they and they build a great offensive line. It might be the best offensive line in the league, and everyone thinks that's because they want to run the ball and play action. No, they don't want Mayfield getting pressured. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's right. the same reason the Raiders do with Carr. They're telling you more about their quarterback than their running game. Yeah. Uh, let's move, it's a good line. Yeah, let's move on to the Steelers here. Oh, okay. Okay. Biggest addition, Juju Smith-Schuster. I suppose. I mean, yeah. yeah. Biggest loss, Bud Dupree. Yeah, it's obvious. Yeah. Yeah, no, nothing. Top draft priority, left tackle. I mean, you— you can make a case, especially as an outsider, that it's center, it's left tackle, it's running back, it's inside linebacker, it's corner. But I don't think people realize Zach Banner's good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think they have three guys you can live with. And I think if if push comes to sh- – let's say they don't get a single tackle in a draft. Let's say they, they – I think you can live pa- with these three. I think they do – I think they then also re-sign Alejandro Villanueva. Yeah, if he's open to that and he wants to come back in a one-year one deal. More, one more year, come back. You know I'm he's trying to guarantee him a starting spot. You know he's good in pass protection, though. Sure. And I mean, great the, in the room. And the, you can the guy that he struggled with, Carl Lawson, is no longer in a division. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, that, that's not so bad. Yeah. I mean, you can't write this article saying, well, they have Al sitting on, on, out there on, yeah. uh, on speed dial. 
but they probably do. I mean, I'm sure that those communication lines have been open. Probably tr- true with Jesse James and James Conner, too. Right. You know, some former Steelers, even inside track. Because they're still sitting. I mean, I, I looked yesterday. They're sitting on $11.7 million in cap space. They're not going to go in the opening day with 11.7. They are not. No doubt about it. So they've got some room to do some stuff if they mm-hmm. want to do it. And I wonder if Al's to the point where I don't really want to be a Colt. I'll, I'll do one more year with my buds with the Steelers, right. or I'll hang it up and – Go be a millionaire in my next. Go <laughs> be Tony Stark or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but tackles are super important. I mean, let's not pretend. Yeah. They're not. No, they're, they're yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Um, One thing I want to throw out at you, yeah. just because you brought up O line, and we bring up Pro Football Focus a lot, often negative, but they have a a, 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 a way of looking at O line there that I tend to agree with more and more in today's NFL. That and I think it applies to the Steelers where they sit right now. That their their philosophy as a website, as a corporation overall, is league average, is okay at O line. And they talk about the Chiefs a lot. Like their Super Bowl O line was way below league average. Right. But right now their O line might be league average in Kansas City. Good on the interior. There's a spot that's missing. That's probably a draft pick. I kind of look at the Steelers O line like now and say. It's league average. I mean, there's guys across the board, there's guys I can live with. If I'm great, especially in their regard, in the passing game, I can live with the league average line. Yeah. You know, and I wonder if the Steelers are looking at it that way. Like, I'm sure they'll draft an offensive lineman, but it probably might be, I mean, they might not be in the first round. It might not be in the first round. It might not round, be in yeah. the second round. Right. You know, there um, might be two guys in the third and fifth. Yeah. Now, he makes a note here that, uh, what brand of Steelers offense shows up this season? The flustered mess that crumbled down the stretch were an attack uh, with the refreshed uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Um, B.J. Finney, Joe Haig, Rashad Coward were added to the offensive line that also brought back Zach Banner. Um, but the ground doesn't game... doesn't seem like much, but that's not much different than like what the Bills did that year. Right. Yeah, Bring absolutely. Four guys and see what hits. You yeah. Know? Um, the ground game is currently led by Benny Snell and Kalen Balage. That ain't going to cut it. That, to me, is the biggest thing yeah. right there. Benny right, right, Snell right. and Kalen Balaj are your top two running backs. They both averaged 3.1 yards a carry last year. I didn't realize Balaj was even that low. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's the worst running back room in the league, in my opinion, or yeah. certainly in the conversation. He says he would gamble. Well, I'd gamble that Pittsburgh's workhorse running back comes to the draft. No kidding. Yeah. But he says he would wait till fifty, pick 55 to do that. I don't know that you're going to have that that option this year. You have that luxury. I don't think you can do I it. I don't think you have that luxury. If you if that's what that's your biggest need and you mm-hmm. want one of those guys, you better damn well draft him in the first round. Right. And to me, I'm not picking on Sessler or whoever wrote this because yeah. he's he's good at what he does. Um, maybe you just don't know the situation as well as we do, which he probably doesn't. He's writing these for 32 teams. That. 55 isn't going to get you one of the top three backs. It just isn't. I think yeah. that's a, that's then you're looking line. at that second, uh, that third tier of running backs. That, and then I'm not taking one at 55 if it's yeah. not one of the top three. Um, and I do think national writers, and I've been down this road too, if you call running back the biggest need and what they should draft, people kill you. Running backs are interchangeable. We've had this conversation yeah. a million times. And I'm sort of in that corner. But not in this case. They've used all specific. They've used a third round pick. Essentially, Connor was a fourth round pick. Let's call it because he was a th- he, was, he, he was a third round compensatory pick. So they've yeah, used yeah. a fourth round pick in each, or at least a fourth round pick in each of the last four drafts mm-hmm. on the running back room. 
They've had 1,000-yard rusher in that time period, and that was Le'Veon Bell, who's no longer with the team. Yeah, and since Bell, and especially the last two years. They haven't had a 1,000-yard rusher, and their running game has been atrocious. And that position's been subpar, to be generous. I mean, especially the last two years. It's been bad. I mean, it's amongst the worst in the league. Meanwhile, you use a second-day pick on a wide receiver four years in a row, and you're getting elite play from your right. receivers. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> might be time to flip-flop that. You're using, you know, yeah. they draft linebackers every, you know, all the time in the first mm-hmm. round. You get elite play out of your linebackers. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. I, I mean, there's other guys I'm really interested in, and who's to say? But if I'm putting a chip down, I bet 24 is a running back. That would be my mm-hmm. bet. And then after right that, now. you figure it all out. Yeah, just give me one of those. Yeah. Yeah. And your draft starts in the second round. Right, right, right. Yeah. Whether it's Najee or ATN or Williams or even in a trade down. And then at that point, it's best guy available from four different spots. Yeah. Yeah. Because, boy, it's a lot different face of the team. And your quarterback would like it, by the way. To, to, Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, second and four is a lot different than second and six, second and eight. Yeah. Um, another thing we haven't talked about much, which is a much bigger discussion, and I think also contributes to why there's a new offensive coordinator and line coach. Their style of running plays was so passive and finesse and unstealer like. And I'm talking like draws. You know, like yeah, a lot not of draws. every rush was created equal. Yeah. You know, you watch, boy, they ran the ball 20 times in this game. Yeah, but eight of them were draws on third and eighth. And you're, you're not establishing. Or, I mean, the, 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 the linemen are still going backwards on the snap. You know yeah. what I mean? Come off the ball and move somebody. You know, yeah. and you can do that. I know a lot of people say, well, they, all these shotgun runs. You that can run. Matter. You can run power stuff out of the shotgun. Oh, they did for many years. Yeah, you know, right. And a back would help. Don't get me wrong, but I think the style of run needs to change too. Yeah, come off the ball. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. Uh, you've been listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. It's going to do it for this segment. We want to thank uh, Jacob Breck for keeping us on the air throughout the show, and we want to thank you for listening to this edition of the Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.